0: Well, we're back again for the Global RE Bitcoin podcast. It's Baz and Moz here, and we're talking about ICO bitcoins. Is it a scam?
1: Baz, where are you at with that? Um, Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Anything could be a scam. You know, I mean, you know, uh, if you're thinking that uh, ICOs are some unique type of scam, uh, that's like saying, uh, is the finance industry a scam? Is this country a scam? I mean, like, what, what, what? You know, I, th- there might be scams; there might be not. Now, the truth is that yes, the one thing that makes ICOs difficult to regulate uh, makes them amenable to be scammed. But you can have scams in any environment,
0: right? Uh, suppose, so, decentralized ledger means that they're hard to regulate. Is that is no? Is it's that a because they, they thing, uh, No,
1: it's it's. Um, Cup of coffee, sir. Oh, thank you, sir. Uh, but no, it's it's the fact that ICOs sit across national borders. And laws are national, border-driven. Financial regulation is national. Now you can have cooperative agreements between the financial administration of one country and another, but still, that's you know that's one. Those are fences, right? Because the thing about the ICOs is they sit, they deal in currencies that are virtual, that are internet-based, and they're necessarily worldwide, so they're difficult to regulate. So you can run a scam uh, and you're, you can run a scam out of, um, I don't know, uh, Oslo and your investor in Burundi, if he gets scammed out of his money, can't do a damn thing about it, right? That's assuming that, Some you know,
0: jurisdiction actually protects the scammer there.
1: Yeah, yeah. However, the, I mean, the thing is, you know, you, you really have to uh, step back and think about how many real safeguards are there for people investing money in the real world. I mean, sure, if the only person you lend to is your neighbor, right, and you have the ability to go and shake him, shake the coins off him, if he doesn't give you back money, if you actually have, you don't actually. But, you know, the thing is when you go and invest in a, in a company in your country, uh, have fun trying to prove in a court of law that that person misused the funds, right? Have fun, you know. There's shareholder action. There are in in various corporate legislation around the world. There's, there's shareholder remedies for, yeah, you know, they they, they misuse the company funds, and now my investment has gone to zero. That's you know at your most basic level, where you have you know a company with twenty shareholders and and some guys using you know, it as personal piggy bank. And in that kind of scenario, with legislation, with regulation, you still have a great time trying to actually make sure that nobody runs away with your money. Very hard time. Too. You know. Now imagine how. Uh, difficult it is in a regulated, supposedly regulated, safe business environment where you invest in a company like, say, Sun Microsystems. So in 2001, if you invested in them, you just basically saw your money halving all the time. No dividends? No dividends? No dividends on no. Sun Microsystems. No, I was just, just saying. You know, I bought it at $20. <laughs> in, before I knew it, it was at 10. <laughs> you oh, know, it was fantastic. And at 20, it was a bargain you wrote the
0: trend, buddy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At twenty it was a bargain because it used to be hundred. Oh, you can get some microsystems at twenty bucks a share, right? And so yeah. so you have this, you you have the situation where supposedly this is oh, this is a safe thing. I don't know, really? How safe is the fact? Like, sure, you're investing in Apple now, and Apple could go down twenty dollars on hundred and sixty or hundred and forty, whatever they are right now, right? On the other hand, they could just keep losing market share from this point on, like Blackberry. I mean, those are commercial decisions. So they may not be folks that immediately after the IPO run away with the money, but what's the difference in the end? You don't really have too much control over the final use of funds. So what's the use in bitching about, oh, this money that was in the ICO, it didn't sit in a secured Ethereum account where the smart contract decided how that money was going to be used. What's the use in ask, you know, complaining about that if all the other things you've been doing so far have far fewer safeguards? Right? You go into your brokerage account and you say, Oh, I'm gonna look for the, you know, best performing stocks, the dividend providing stocks, you know. P I mean, ratios. Yeah, yeah P well. ratios and all that. And the way people talk about ICOs, you'd think that the only people, the only companies they ever invested in were, you know, Benjamin Graham, Warren Buffett's sort of criteria of investing, right? No, but they, what they've been doing is they've been money, putting money here, putting money here, looking for a quick buck here. And then they show up and they have the gall to say, oh, ICOs are all scams. Seriously, dude, how how have, how good has your investment philosophy in the real world been so far? I think like, we've touched a nerve there. Perhaps. Well, I'm just saying no. that, you know, that there's a leap of faith. Now, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a lawyer and I've done all these deals and I've seen that, you know, If you're an angel investor, you're basically making, taking a massive gamble every time. You put money into this company and they're selling a massive, crazy story about something. You put money and the money disappears. You know, like I told you before, 19 out of 20 investors, investments are probably dogs. And you're looking for that one thing where some chump who's a bigger chump than you is buying out your stake in the second round.
0: Yes, but if you're talking angel investors, you're talking about high net worth individuals to start yeah. with. So these these are people that can afford to take that nineteen to one gamble. Yeah, they also generally have a strategic interest in backing I a agree. particular horse, hoping that the horse will turn into a swan or a unicorn or whatever the terminology is these days. And I mean, you know, there's um, the,
1: but there's a, there's a, there's a train of uh, uh, you know I'm going to find somebody stupider than me to sell out to, and then hopefully somebody with too much money will just buy us all out. Right, so. So, angel investor goes in, then the Series A, then the Series B, right? And you keep hoping that the other guy, who shows up, is going to buy you out, and you can have an exit, so to speak, right? But what I'm saying is, in this whole process, a whole lot of leaps of faith, leaps of faith are being made, right? A whole lot of uh, non-sure thing investing is happening. There's a whole lot of uncertainties. And so when people say, oh, you shouldn't invest in ICOs with a scam, I'm like, seriously, 90% of the VC industry by that metric would be a scam because everyone's selling a story. Everyone is selling a story. And the truth is that they could misuse your money, just like so many other companies can.
0: Is the asset-backed cryptocurrency then a happy medium between it's operating in a financially regulated environment in the asset-backed side of things, yeah. but it's in the uh, wild west uh, frontier uh, crypto world on one side of things. The coin exists in this, in this, on that side of the
1: scale. So, is it actually a hedge? There. Well, so so my point about the leap of faith is before that, before you get to the deciding about Bitcoin or asset-backed, yeah. right? Yeah. And all I'm saying is that just make sure. You realize that you can do the same amount of due diligence that you would do for, for your real world asset purchase as you would. You know, of course, if you are buying a car, you can get a you can get a valuation. You can get somebody to check the engine. If you're buying a house, you get an independent valuator to check out different things. Those are not the things you can do often with, with companies and stocks. So when you're doing an ICO, you might want to look at what they're doing, whether you think that they claiming too much, whether you, whether their final, you know, end goal in terms of the investment looks doable, do they sound like they know what they're talking about, and and you have to also sort of caution yourself that when you do that for a real-world company, when you invest, there's a leap of faith there as well, so you're not going too far away from what you do. Now, to come back to asset-backed, that feeds into that, right? So you're saying, well, okay, so I'm, I've got an ICO sitting in front of me that says they're going to build a fabulous software platform that's going to monetize blah, 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 and you you have to then sort of put your specs on and say, okay, how much of this is projection, how much of this is optimistic projection, and how much of it is real? What are the chances that they'll just do nothing good with it, even if they don't want to steal the money? The nice thing about asset-backed is that it's, there are very few steps, it's, Money goes in. Money buys assets, right? Maybe there's, there's this management of the asset. Fine, right? But that can be outsourced. Uh, this 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 that that the speculation aspect is massively reduced. So once you've made that leap of faith, saying, okay, I'm going to pay the money, I'm going to buy the asset. Fine, I'm going to buy. I'm going to invest the money. Once you've made that leap of faith, then you say, well, which is actually better, right? Do I want to think about some company? in Canada or in Sweden or somewhere else? And do I want to hope that they've got good developers, that they'll actually develop a product that they'll find customers for, they'll, they'll be able to market it, blah, blah, blah. Or, you know what? It is the wild west, like you said, the crypto space. Maybe I'll just go for something for now, a little safer. It just goes straight into assets. You know, there are cryptos that are that are backed by gold as well, gold reserves, right? True. Um, just that gold may not appreciate the way commercial properties appreciate. That's all. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But but you know it's it's easier, right? It's an easier thought process. So you've decided, okay, I am going to invest, right? Um, then you know, how about going boring? I mean, that's my pitch, right? That's that's our pitch. Yeah, now,
0: yeah. Um, you know, yeah. We yeah. Back to this um,
1: scam concept.
0: It's the scam concept and the uh, the. The, the, the scam that's performed in a a regular uh, regulated um, business space, the I think probably the stigma of cryptocurrency is that it attracts the cowboys, is that it is uh, bright bright new and shiny, and therefore yes. the yes. cowboys are going to be drawn to this. The snake oil salesmen are going to are going to want to go with this because they can see also that the inherent. We've seen these huge gains in the inherent uh, value of cryptocurrency in the last three months, and and that's and that's sort of driving the demand for it. Well, um, I guess
1: you know, I guess we're going to put our we're putting our profiles up on the website, and and we're putting our names up, and if people want to look and see if we're scamsters, they can just you know look up look us up on LinkedIn, look us up on the web, and see that we've actually got real world identities and and real world you know jobs and stuff. So so you know. Maybe there are ICOs where they don't provide that information, but we're going to provide that information about ourselves. We're going to put our names up there so they can see what our track record is. And I've got, I'm a corporate lawyer with eight years, you know, track record in, in Canada on, in good firms. Uh, you know.
0: Uh, There's also your philosophy major. What is your major <laughs> this, uh,
1: the contributes a lot to the value proposition. Uh, here, I, 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 I severely doubt it, but I'll, 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 I'll you know, that's your uh, that's your cross to bear. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have a philosophy. Yeah, well, um, but but yeah, you know the the thing is that everybody's everybody is worried, but you know it probably doesn't make sense to think that all cryptos are scams. It's yes, there are crypto scams. There are people who are selling these crazy ideas, um, and uh, you just got to sort of maybe you know maybe go to those websites, look at it, see if it's a little too flashy, see what those people are talking about, and um, and and then assess you know um, if it's too if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Hmm. If it looks like it's too good to be true, it probably is. You know, if if the I think BitConnect has gone down. I mean, they were just promising such not so you know returns. Uh, and, and you know, I, I saw there was a very successful ICO last year where they talked about this. They talked about, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna use our thing as a currency. We're gonna, we're gonna monetize this, this, this. We're gonna build a platform. See, this is the thing about you know building a platform. Y- you've got to like sort of step back and say, how are there too many steps between between my money and my returns? Um, Either are there too many steps, or has no one told me what those steps are? All right, um, it's it's definitely worth sussing out. But um, look at look at the end goal. Look, are they going to be listed? You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can I put it to you a bit differently from yep. the view of the traditional investor that that takes his money to a fund manager yep. um, and puts it in a diversified index fund there Yeah. instead of taking that path? If he, if there's suddenly the the idea is okay, let's take 10 percent of of, of dividends from one year and i'm going to put this in a, in a cryptocurrency how much is scammed at the exchange and uh, this is a very direct question but what, As, at, at the how, exchange what do you mean at, at the at the cryptocurrency exchange what are the chances that you're going to get drawn into some scam there
1: oh no no it's not at the exchange right i mean if somebody says 10 I've, percent, i've heard about this new this new idea called cryptocurrencies and they got lots of returns and I'm gonna put 10%, but that's, that's probably good because you, you, you're only taking a certain amount of your portfolio. Um, now you can go into cryptos with that 10% and hope that you really climb that chart with Bitcoin and Ethereum and whatnot. Um, but maybe, you know, maybe go for, and this is again self-interested, right? This is my self-interested, these are my self-interested comments, but but maybe you're going into crypto, and then maybe go into asset-backed crypto, right? Buy a safe crypto. Maybe if it's listed, great. You've already got a crypto that's liquid, that's listed, right? And then, and then, and then, based on that, see how the market is going. Get acquainted with uh, with the other cryptos. See see which cryptos are rising on CoinMarket.com, or Cap.com, whatever. And um, and then see, you know, do you think that Bitcoin is going to um, uh, do you think the Bitcoin is going to continue rising but it go to $30,000? Well, maybe you don't know enough to know that. Maybe you don't know enough to be able to even predict that. So why not get into an asset-backed crypto first? See. I mean, I actually think that, you know, if you get into an asset-backed crypto first, if you get into an asset-backed crypto, you just don't need anything else. You just sit there with that. And that's it. Uh. How do we have these words of wisdom for free? <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry <laughs> how does how do we have these words of advertising for free <laughs> that's the question that's what this podcast is about that's damn it the question. that's the
0: question the scams the conrad blacks they're out there
1: oh those are there well those guys are there always oh, they're in the real world these guys have been scamming people in the real world please don't think that the crypto world suddenly makes people bigger scammers or people more susceptible to scams the scams have been occurring mm. you know crypto doesn't make scams like scams exist they constantly happen in corporate empires and in IPOs and on stock exchanges and in business deals, right? And just because there's a legal environment around it doesn't mean that they don't happen. Yeah. Gotcha. So there you go, you know. Cryptos doesn't necessarily mean scams or cryptos don't create scams. And you can put your concluding words of wisdom at the end of this podcast. I don't know what you do but Yes, let's do that over and out.